and we're live. What's happening, man? What's good, Matt? How are you? Good. Very good. Very, very good. Um, so yeah, for those of you out there, I just wanted to have Zach on. I've had him on the podcast a couple times before, and he's very, very plugged in with NFTs, very plugged in with reselling. So we're just going to get into it, chop it up a little bit, and see how things have been for him, and then, you know, get after it for the day. So anyway... Zach, if you just want to jump into it, I know you've been very, very heavy in NFTs. If you just want to maybe cover real quick why you like NFTs, I think that'd be like a good introduction. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. Uh, first off, if anyone doesn't know what an NFT is, uh, just real quick, stands for non-fungible token. Uh, basically, the difference between uh, NFT and like another crypto like Bitcoin is that one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin that they're fungible tokens like one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. They're all the same thing with NFTs. Um, they're they're not all the same. So like a lot of them are like in a 10,000 collection. So like you'll have number one, number two, number three. They all look a little different. Um, and uh, basically an NFT is basically just like a uh, like a, a membership pass um to to like put it short and um the reason i like nfts uh is that the main reason is that more in the beginning and still now uh a lot of people are against nfts and they're like ah no nfts are a scam this that and the other thing and like if you look back um when people are like very like hesitant to get into something or like they're very against something um they usually like come around to it once they understand what it is like people were very against social media when it was coming out and now everyone who's anyone is on social media same thing with television when television came out everyone was like oh this is a scam no one's gonna use this blah 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 everyone uses tv same thing with the radio everyone thought the radio was a scam and so on and um same thing with the internet the internet came out everyone thought the internet was going to be a scam the internet's the biggest thing ever so when i like when i noticed that and um just the tech behind nfts because uh i'm like very interested in crypto too i got into crypto like summer of 2020 um into nfts like may 2021 um just the fact that um how uh how much everyone had like a, a negative opinion towards it um that just made me like want to actually like look into what it actually is and um yeah now we're here yeah I, I think we've seen this a lot with crypto too i mean going back there was a book i read about bitcoin when it first came out and people thought it was the world's biggest scam and that was when it was like, I don't know, less than a penny per coin. And then it went to a dollar a coin. And then it went to 10 and 20, 100. And now we're looking at, I think today it's around 38, 39K a coin. And the same things kind of played out with NFTs. And I was more so on, so I jumped in on Top Shot when we first kind of had that sort of thing as one of the first NFTs that people really were flipping and kind of lost not a lot of money but enough money to like not have been super profitable on it so i've been kind of lagging this entire thing but you've really been on like the forefront of it i remember you were flipping i think the koalas was the first one i remember you getting in on at least that you told me about um 
and then we had like just nft after nft after nft that you've been bullish on i think that the i really do think and maybe you can talk a little bit more about this though i don't think that the profile pictures are the end game here and you may agree with that as well I'm more so interested in the membership thing and what Gary Vee is doing, where he's making VFriends a membership or a pass to get in to VCon, or he's doing like the, isn't he doing something with a restaurant as well, where they're doing like NFT passes to get into the restaurant. So like, you want to talk a little bit about what you see with that and maybe where that could be going. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is like a huge, uh, meta over the last year was like the profile pick collections and, so basically that is just art um you're basically just buying art and like it comes with like the contract address and like you have like the unique ownership of that um and then what gary v is like doing on top of that so like he's giving you something like that like a profile pic or some type of like like uh pass or like uh like a card um and they're adding like utility on top of that so like if you hold this pass, it gives you access to get into Gary V's conference that he holds once a year. And you get into the conference for free. There's hundreds of speakers. There's there's like people, there's Snoop Dogg is performing. Um, Jack Harlow is performing there, I'm pretty sure. Um, like there's free food and shit. And like um, the only way to get into the conference is if you hold one of these NFTs. And the thing with NFTs is like, there's you can't fake an nft or you can't like there's no like copying it so like you can um like really um like the like you could really like add a lot to these nfts like it's all on the blockchain and like you can like just add whatever you want to it um like i'm not explaining it great but like, for example, another one that he's working on is like that Fly Fish Club. And they're opening up like a restaurant in New York City. And the only way to get into the restaurant is if you own the Fly, Fli Fli the Fly Fish Club NFT. And that is the only way like you get into the, the dinners. And then there's going to be like special speakers there. And like obviously Gary. Um, and it's just uh it's really interesting because like we're just so early in nfts it's just like e like anything um like so many applications are going to be uh like added to nfts um and like even the name could change like social media wasn't called social media in the beginning um like nfts probably won't be called nfts forever right i, I was listening to pomp yesterday he had this woman on his podcast and she was talking about even like for stocks and for companies like you could do an nft issuance for the original investors or based on how early you've gotten in or based on how long you've held the stock you would get a custom dividend payout based on like how big of a believer you are in the company which is not traditional i mean like you buy the stock i'm pretty sure you don't there's not a huge time that you have to hold it before you can get paid a dividend. I'm not sure about that, but I don't think that there is. So like, I'm pretty sure you can buy it and get paid a dividend if they issue one. But it would be interesting for them to say, hey, like if you're a believer in our company, get in earlier. And it helps out the company a little bit because they're able to get people in earlier who want to be able to get that alpha and be able to get 
uh, the earlier versions of that dividend where before you may not have anybody doing that. So it's like a lot of the ways that companies are using it now to be able to drive more investment into their company is like something similar that I would be able to see playing out in the future, um, which was a unique way. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah, like it's uh like I said, we're just so early. It's so interesting. Like NFTs can like literally the first home was sold as an NFT. You hear about this? In in Tampa, Florida, I believe it was in February, I believe. It was sold for like two hundred ten ETH and like the deed to the house instead of it like being the piece of paper, it was sold as an NFT. And so, like, that deed is now on the blockchain. And, like, no one can copy that deed. No one can fucking steal it. No one can, like, alternate. No one can change the name. Like, it's on the blockchain and, like, it's verifiable. And, um, like, that's going to start. That's going to play a huge role like that. Like, a house being sold as an NFT cuts out... There's so many like middlemen and like um, fees and like just middlemen for like real estate. And um, it's going to be really interesting when like NFTs and just crypto cut out a lot of like the middlemen businesses. Like and everything is a lot more like peer to peer, person to person. Right. And I think you'll still have obviously real estate agents and stuff. You need people to show the houses. But like when you buy a house... it. A lot of you probably out there have bought houses, but if you're maybe younger and you haven't, there's periods of time where you'll have to do different things. Like you have to go to the bank, you have to get approved for a loan, or you may have to put money in escrow where a company holds the money and says, hey, we actually have the money here and we'll pay it out once everything goes through. With NFTs and with crypto, it's a way for if I wanted to sell something to Zach or he wanted to sell something to me, we don't have to go to the middleman to say, hey, I want you to hold the $500,000 for this house while Zach does the inspection to make sure it's all good. We could put a contract out there and if it meets all the standards, then the money would just automatically flow through to Zach. Fees would be a lot less because while you have fees that are super high on crypto now, those are only going to go down over time as the technology advances and gets better. And We've even seen this with Bitcoin where it's not as customizable yet as Ethereum but it used to be a super expensive network where now they've built the lightning network on top of it and you can send money to anybody instantaneously for free and right now the only way you'd be able to do that before bitcoin is you'd have to do ach transfers and there's fees associated with that with the banks and different sorts of things that cost money this is like the first way for us to be able to actually do peer-to-peer transactions and it's a lot bigger than just somebody throwing up a board ape as their profile pick. There's a lot more nuance to it than just like the profile pick stuff that people see and kind of get upset about. Totally. Oh, dude, you nailed that on the head, bro. Nailed that on the head. All that. Yeah, nailed it. Um, yeah, like that's like everyone just sees and even the only stuff like people hear about is just like, oh, like why is this board ape selling for a million dollars? And it's just like, yeah, like that stuff is wild in. But um, that isn't like uh, all of the NFT space. That's definitely like just a small portion of it. Um, yeah, it's, it's so cool because we're so early. Um, 
and and everyone says that and it's funny but um we really are there's just like just new stuff coming out every day like literally a couple months ago a new type of contract was made for like minting nfts that like significantly lowers gas um like the gas fees on like a transaction like it was like revolutionary like it's a huge thing and um just like so much more stuff like that is going to come out and it's going to get so much more user friendly um and like it's just so clear like i mean if you if you look like there's all big banks jp morgan goldman sachs they're all getting into crypto like publicly like talking about it they're talking about hiring for crypto the top company amazon microsoft google tesla they're all putting out hires for crypto positions like it's um it's it's definitely clear more clear now than six months a year ago that crypto and nfts are here to stay for sure um definitely definitely like in your best interest to just uh get educated on it before you listen to other people's opinions that it's the best thing ever or it's the worst thing ever um definitely get educated on it because um it, once you do you'll probably you'll be able to develop your own opinion on it yeah i think that's pretty much good advice on most topics anyways but especially for this i think there's there's a lot of people i mean you have a guy like peter schiff who i don't know if you're familiar with peter schiff zach but he's like the big gold bug very smart very good economy guy i like what he says about the economy because i think he's generally in the right space very anti-bitcoin doesn't think it's worth it and it's just like you you look at people like that who are so plugged in and if you only take one person's perspective you could end up missing something that's very big there are a lot of people that weren't bullish on the internet and i would even argue that we're still in the infancy of the internet age as well and so if you were one of those people that back when television first came out you said oh you know I've, i've missed the boat i'm 20 years into this it came out in the 50s and it's now the 70s we've missed the boat on tv And it's 2022 and Netflix and Peacock and all of these streaming services are the next iteration of TV and it's still going. So if you really look at it like that, that's almost, what, 80 years that we've been, 70, 80 years we've been having TV. And it's going to continue to go on and on until something else comes along that completely wipes it out. But I do see crypto in the same way where, I mean, it just came out 10 years ago. We still, it's here to stay from a peer-to-peer transactional standpoint it's way better than anything we've had it's a better technology and typically those don't just disappear and so i believe it's here to stay but we're still super early on it if you look at it on a time horizon of 70 80 years versus just the 10 years that we've been kind of playing with it and stuff i did want to touch real quick moonbirds came out so let's let's cover that real quick just touch real quickly on that because that was one of the bigger releases we've had recently for an nft I, I believe you did significantly well on it. I think a lot of people in some of the groups that we're in did really well. So let's just talk about that for a second, what it is and why you believe it's doing so well. Yeah, so Moonbirds was uh, a crazy, crazy play. So this is uh, two guys named Ryan Carson and Kevin Rose. They are two um, VCs at a Silicon Valley worked on a bunch of businesses kevin rose has sold 
uh, businesses to Google and Amazon, I'm pretty sure. Um, Ray, like uh, early investor on Facebook, Amazon, Google, uh, tons of uh, Twitter. He was an early investor in like a bunch of stuff. Uh, and he's just really plugged in. And they made a 1000 collection uh, like pass. I don't know how long ago, six, six months ago, something like that. Uh, maybe even like a year ago. And it was just like a 1000 collection pass. I believe uh, the, the mint was five ETH and it was a Dutch auction. It went down and sold out at one ETH. And the floor for that is like around 100 ETH. And so Moonbirds was their second collection. Um, and they were doing a 10,000 um, profile pick collection of Moonbirds. Um, each proof pass holder got airdropped two Moonbirds. Um, and then there was 70, around 7,000 left for public. And they did a raffle through, uh, premint.xyz and you had to hold 2.5 ETH in a wallet and connect a discord and Twitter account to premintxyz and you were entered in the raffle to get the chance to purchase a Moonbird for 2.5 ETH. And, um, after they filtered through, uh, like all the box, uh, like premint, it ended up being like a one in four chance for like entries. Um, and I ended up hitting on one of two entries. I minted for 0.25 in about 10 minutes. I sold it for 9.3 that same day it hit like 13 ETH and then um, within two days after that it hit a 40 ETH floor it uh it went like 20 X I think um almost or, or like uh yeah I think it almost like 20 X it was like 300 million dollars of ETH traded in like four or five days on the collection um it's now like a top 15 trading collection in like, this came out last Saturday. Um, yeah, it came out like last Saturday. Like it, it hasn't even been a, no, it's been a little over a week. It's It's been a crazy week. Yeah, it came out like last Saturday. We've had like uh, 11 days of like over $100 million in volume of, like on OpenSea, um, like the majority of that coming from the Moonbirds, um, like supposedly a lot of Kevin Rose's friends and Ryan Carson's friends are like VCs from Silicon Valley, and um, they just got a shit ton of money, and this was their first NFT, and they just unleashed mad ETH into the ecosystem. Um, it was it was crazy. We we've never seen a a drop as hype as this and uh like blow up like this um in terms of like floor price yeah and i think that there's a lot that goes in with that as well positive for the nfts in general right now because having another hype collection is always good it just brings more awareness so that's one aspect of it but the other aspect is when you have a lot of vcs coming in from tech world that are putting in a ton of money and bringing liquidity into the platform 
a lot of people are probably getting bought out by those VCs, which in turn gives them more Ethereum to put back into OpenSea. Like we saw, I believe we saw a little bit of a liquidity crisis when people started to get involved with NFTs earlier in the year, started to lose money. They didn't have more money to invest into into NFTs. And so it would be like kind of harder for them to stay in the NFT world where people that are getting in on these Moonbirds that were able to sell them even for 9, 10 Ethereum, that's a lot of money. And so you're able to kind of keep playing with that money and it brings, it kind of like a rising tide lifts all boats type of thing where you're all as more people come in it just like brings up the ability for people to keep flipping nfts and stuff on OpenSea. yeah yeah it's interesting like what you said because like i made a flip off moonbird and i put some eth right back into the market and bought some other stuff as well as probably a lot of other people did that um which is the the only thing that i've been noticing over the last couple months is that new users aren't coming in um as fast uh it seems like there's definitely a lot of just like old money and like the same users in nfts um coinbase nft just is is rolling out they're in like beta like some people have access some people don't so when coinbase comes out um that could be interesting but um yeah Overall, we're just we're we're very early, and um, if you think you're late because you've been hearing about NFTs a lot for like the last year, year and a half, we're just getting started. Um, get educated. Never too late. Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of maybe the best way to go about it. Um, because with with this sort of thing, even if you're late, you're still going to need to learn the stuff anyways. So. Um, that should be something that everybody out there that's listening to this, if you're interested in NFTs, definitely go start learning. And Zach's a great resource. I mean, you can go follow him on YouTube. He does pretty much a daily show on there where he covers different NFT things, um, talks about some of the stuff that he's seeing in the markets and he knows what he's talking about. He's made a decent amount of money on NFTs and learned a lot because he's been in this so early in the space. Um, so yeah, it would be a, a huge recommendation is go follow people like that. Go find Zach on, and I'll put his stuff in the show notes and stuff, but go find him and follow him um, on social media as well as some other kind of social media people out there because you can learn a lot from them and that's kind of the best way to get involved right now as well as Gary because Gary's putting out a ton of content. And exactly like the same thing, like I was telling you like a couple months when, when you started just dabbling with NFTs, I was like, I was like, Matt, you just got to just learn how to just use a MetaMask and like get comfortable with entering like raffles or whatever it is. So something like when the Azuki Bobu comes up, when it seems like, okay, like this is definitely a decent, like this could be a decent play. Like they're fucking huge. Like, let me like you. So like you just have the knowledge of like how to go about that if something were to ever come up. And do you still have that thing? I still have mine. I think because I paid 0.06, I think it meant, and I think at one point didn't it hit like almost half an ETH? Yeah, dude, even way higher. Yeah, I thought mint was 0.1. Oh yeah, bro, you almost 10xed on that. Right. So I, I I've been looking at that and determining when or if I should sell it because it's already hit that you know 0.5 ETH floor, and we kind of saw it grab onto a little bit of a uh, like resistance when it started going down right around 0.2. It had been around 0.19, 0.2. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. I've been paying attention to that, but that was for like being my first thing. And, and that's something else. Obviously we don't like advise what to buy or, or trading advice or anything on here, but if you're going to get started, maybe get started in something that you feel very strongly about. Don't just like ape in because putting in even 0.06 ETH into something, um, and I think that was total after gas and everything, that's still a lot of money for the average person and still a lot of money to me. I mean, I, if I'm going to throw a few hundred bucks into something, I want to be very confident that it's probably not going to go to zero. And so if you're going to get started, do your research and make sure you're very confident in what you're going after and make sure you have good reasoning. Like Zach said, Azuki is one of the top projects out there right now. They have a lot of brand collabs with other very big name brands. And so when they're doing something, I tend to pay attention just because they're, it'd be like if Nike's doing a collaboration with somebody, you pay attention, you see who the person is and if they're going to do something, it's the same type of concept where you go just take that digitally now. Azuki's still a big brand or Board Ape Yacht Club still a big brand. And if they're going to do something, you should probably pay attention because they know what they're doing and they've been in the space for a while. And exactly. It's like um, people get confused when NFTs come up because it's uh, it's just new. But exactly like you said, like you like that's the idea. Like if Nike drop is dropping something big and everyone's talking about it, like you're going to yeah, look at it a little bit, look into it, like look into who is Nike, where they come from, like same thing with how like you like you knew azuki was big like that could be a play um i just tell everyone like apply whatever you do to nfts like the same way you'd look into a stock if you wanted to invest in a company you would probably look into like well what what does the company do who's the ceo how many employees do they have how long is they how long have they been around have they ever worked with like another company and they have like some clubs or something um it's very um, people that like, get themselves all caught up. I feel in NFTs just because it's new, but um, just definitely just trying to apply it to like just normal things or something like that you're into, and it, it'll click right away. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's kind of the best advice out there. Get started, get learning, get after it. Um, if you don't mind, I want to pivot away from the from this just for a moment. Uh, there was one other huge thing in reselling I want to talk about, and you kind of turned me on to daily refinement. For those of you out there that don't know, Daily Refinement is one of the biggest reselling YouTube channels out there. He's got a massive following on Instagram, and he was really kind of a pioneer for eBayers in the last couple of years because he was so dedicated to trying new things on eBay and learning how the eBay platform works and then documenting it all on YouTube. Now, in the past couple of weeks, he was suspended or banned for life or however you kind of want to put it but he's no longer able to operate on eBay. And I think that kind of came as a shock to a lot of resellers because if you see somebody who's so dedicated to making sure they're doing the right things on eBay, getting banned on eBay for life, it kind of makes you put your guard up a little bit and think, okay, well, what's what's possible? What could happen to me? And so maybe like, do you want to talk for a little bit about kind of things that you see or things that you would do to try and prevent getting... Uh, kind of hosed if ebay cuts you off like what would you do if ebay cut you off and you were an ebay seller what would you start doing in order to try and make your money back or trying to get diversified a little bit yeah so that was a huge thing off the rip with me selling on on these platforms 
six months into me selling on eBay, I wanted to get into Amazon. This was three years ago now. Six months into me, my reselling career, I tried to open up an Amazon account and I got banned within one day of opening the account. And I couldn't, I didn't get back on Amazon until two and a half years after that. Um, so like, I mean, I, I just made it work. I mean, just no excuses. You get banned on one platform, move to another. Um, with all these platforms in my experience, I've been banned on eBay, Amazon, Walmart. Um, I've got my account back on eBay, Amazon, and I haven't gotten it back on Walmart, but I haven't tried. Um, it's just like, yeah, like that's, it's part of, of the business you're in when you're playing with like a, like a centralized company like Amazon, eBay and Walmart. Like it, it sucks, but at the end of the day, um, like it's it's their company and they could like choose to do business with whoever they want to or don't want to. And they could like ban your account on the buying or selling side. Um, it's happened to me both. I've gotten banned from Walmart buying f for no reason, like at all. And I've gotten banned from Walmart selling for no reason at all, like with no explanations. Um, it's tough. It's tough. It's definitely something to like keep keep in the back of your mind. Like customer service is everything. You ship stuff as fast as possible. You make sure you're shipping out items in good condition. Um, customer service is everything. Again, um, yeah, it's uh, you really gotta like treat it like a business. It's like uh, it's. It, you get you get what you put into all this you like if you like start up ebay as like a hot a side hustle like it'll be a side hustle but if you try and make ebay a business you can make ebay a business yeah i agree um i think that the one thing out there that's important to remember is these platforms are giving us a huge advantage over if we went out and did it ourselves because when you go to a platform it's essentially free the only thing you pay are the fees after you sell and you're getting marketing uh, basically for the cost of 8% of your sale or 10% of your sale. And so when you're doing that, you're getting a huge advantage because you're able to market to so many people without really having to do anything. You don't have to sit down and run a huge campaign unless you're doing maybe a private label thing on Amazon. Um, but for most of us, we're just selling products we find in the store. We're selling stuff we find at the thrift. And you get all of this marketing where people can just log on to eBay. They can go and search and eBay puts in front of them exactly what they're looking for. And you don't have to do anything other than take photos, put it on eBay and go source and then ship. But you have this huge component of a business that's very tough to handle the marketing side taken care of you by eBay. If this happens where you were to get banned, you could easily go and start a Shopify store. You just have to figure out how to drive people to it. And that's the tough part. And so... Yeah, for somebody like that's out there that's listening to this, it's very tough if you get banned from eBay, you get banned from Amazon. But I know Zach, and I know Zach has been doing fairly well for himself as a reseller, as a flipper, and he's been banned from all of them before. So you got to be resilient. You got to be able to kind of get back on the horse, even though it sucks that you've been banned. You got to figure out what happened and try and get unbanned. But in the meantime, find something that works because. There's always ways to make money out there. 
you just may have to kind of start from a ground level once that sort of thing happens to you to get back after it. Yeah, like it, like it's happened to me. Like I got banned on eBay for a period of time. I got banned on Amazon for two and a half years. And like this was like this is my like full time gig. Like I don't have a job. I like where I I do my own thing. Um, so I had to figure it out. Um, and sucks for daily refinement because he was like an ebay partner he was plugged in with them um like he did so much for the platform it's just a shame to see um like something like that like even happens to his account for whatever reason um uh really really interesting sucks sucks shout out to daily refinement totally one of the first youtube channels them and rally roots and um the sneaker people rnz now those are like the three first accounts i i remember yes yes rinzy um those are like the first accounts i remember um like following and they got me into like selling and helped out so much so fucking my heart goes out to to daily refinement yeah, same, same. I think that he'll be fine. I think that it's a huge blow to his business and stuff. But he's a uh, he's an entrepreneur at heart. I think that he'll figure it out. I I don't think that he'll uh, stop selling or just stop being an entrepreneur because of eBay. I think that he'll be able to figure something out for himself. So uh, let's kind of wrap things up. We got summer on the horizon, man. Uh, summer's a time of good weather. It's a time for good sneakers. It's traditionally, people buy a lot of shoes and stuff. What are you seeing? What are, what are the trends you're looking at, either in NFTs or just in general, that you're excited about for summer? Okay, cool, cool. I'm I'm excited for a couple NFT events coming up. Um, yeah, it's finally getting nice out. Um for nfts mainly i'm i'm excited for gaming um seems like a lot of gaming studios and uh anoka brands i I can't say it um they're putting a ton of money into just games left and right um so i'm really excited for to just see like a a playable game come out in nfts because people have been talking about it for a year and a half and we've still uh yet to see a game come out (laughs) like a playable game so that would be exciting and um as for reselling reselling i want to get back into reselling the last like three four months i've been strictly nfts just because like i've been having so much fun with it um but yeah like i'm just i'm excited for everything I agree. I agree. Um, and, and the one last thing I want to touch on here, those of you out there that like not sure what you want to do, Zach kind of jumped full head on into NFTs back before it was really, really profitable. Um, he loved it. And so you hear people talk all the time about how they do things that they like and how they kind of go after it. And hopefully the world kind of aligns that they can do what they want to do full time. And it ended up working out for Zach where he followed his passion. He went after it. He ended up being super early on something that was very profitable. And he's done very well for himself. And I think that's kind of a testament to go after what you enjoy. If you're kind of stuck doing something that you don't like, don't just kind of stay there. Don't stay stagnant. Go after, start a side hustle, make some money, and go after the things that you enjoy because that's a great way for you to be able to pursue your passion and maybe make it into a full-time career. So... 
Anyway, I think we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, do you have anything, any final thoughts, Zach, or anything you want to say? Yeah, just just start today. Just start right now. Whatever you, YouTube channel, side hustle, new, new, you want to learn coding, new, you want a new job, start today. Just, just fucking run it. Perfect. Well, I'm going to wrap things up. You guys have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.